Hello everyone and welcome. We are the MI Guys with IFIOC and we are here to help you improve the outcomes for the individuals, organizations, or communities that you serve. And to help with that, we have Q&As that we do here yes. that last usually around 10 minutes. We try to, to do that well. And to make that happen, you have our Temi Kalei on yes. staff here to contact her if you ever have any questions that you would like to be addressed and we will do that here. Would you share the, the contact just so yeah, they know? So, so send any topics that you want to discuss or questions that you have to Tammy Kalei. It's T-A-M-I dot C-A-L-A-I-S at IFIOC.com and we will get them answered on the podcast. So today's question is a follow-up to, follow to one of our other podcasts. Okay. Um, someone listened to our MI and relationship, like how we teach MI, but we also teach relationship class. And they're wondering, I thought MI wasn't relationship-based, so <laughs> Great question. how is this working? That's a really good question. Um, which is controversial in and of itself yes. to say that MI isn't relationship-based when there's people that say relational factors and all these technical things out there. So would you just dive into starting with how another controversy of how we... It's exactly what I was actually thinking <laughs> okay. is, God, we do a lot of things saying, we know this is controversial, we know this is controversial, we know this is controversial, but this is how we teach it. Um, so, I think, <laughs> so I think the first thing I think of is... Um, so sticking on the topic, we need the whole thing about why do we keep talking about controversial <laughs> things and why are you guys at the center of controversy on this? Um, that's a separate yeah. question, I think. Um, but specifically, so this is what, if we look at why I started talking about am I not being relationship-based, and again, I'm going to talk about IFIOC's version of motivational interviewing, which is still motivational interviewing. Um, but there is a belief that, so this is kind of the two parts to answer both parts of that question is what, what I started looking at in like the best MI-based videos that I've ever seen when in studying it, when I'm trying to do my best, highest quality, proficient motivational interviewing, what you notice when you watch it or listen to it, there's not a lot of relating with each other. What it really is, is if you're trying to help an individual change their behavior, the focus is on their reality. If we're relating to each other, then we focus a little bit on my reality, mm -hmm. as well as your reality. Mm -hmm. Self-disclosure. Self-disclosure. Yeah, I and didn't that. Relating. I know. Exactly I, 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 I. Mm -hmm. All those kind of things are sharing our thoughts and our opinions, and it's, it's a dialogue. There's a back and forth to it. And my quest to be as accurate as possible in teaching it, it's something that I really believe and can embody and preach uh, as well as teach it is I thought when I look at the root word of relate we're relating to each other and in motivational reviewing I really the way we teach it is to drift away from that it really is about the individual and one of the core constructs is I still need to be highly empathetic which means I can step into the reality of the other person but then I'm trying to repress my own reaction to that which is the equipoise piece. So these are all the kind of the quick dissection of why we look at MI as not relationship based. Mm -hmm. So there's we'll hold that there and suspend that that construct. Now we'll shift over to the why are we teaching relationship or parenting if it's not relationship based? So what MI is very high in is in partnership, which is bringing two worldviews together to improve the outcome of the individual we're talking with. 
So it's not to improve my outcome, it's to improve the outcomes of the person I'm talking with. So the reason we can talk about this is why it's not relationship-based, but we can teach it in relationship, is because the, the time you would use motivational interviewing is if you're helping the person you're in a relationship with, as a parent, as a spouse, as a loved one, as a friend, as a family member, is A, I need to detach from the outcome. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to help this individual resolve their ambivalence to get their behavior in line with their values. Which is again, like on that podcast that the person is referring to, that the question came from, when we use MI and we teach it as a relationship class, you can't use motivational learning if you're trying to make somebody do something. Mm -hmm. Or you want them to think the way you think. Or if it's a relationship, it's like, well, you and I agreed to this is the way we're going to parent, and now you're not doing that. Or this is what we agreed on our finances, and now you're not doing that. The tension comes because their behavior is not alignment with my values or values or goals that we agreed to together, mm -hmm. which is where the source of resistance, discord, and tension is going to be derived from. Mm -hmm. So you can still use motivational interviewing and it not be relationship-based. And like we always say, MI is not the only method of communication mm -hmm. in any interface. Mm -hmm. There's going to be multiple methods of communication you yeah. use. Mm -hmm. But if you're trying to affect behavior change, or fundamentally, if you're just trying to eliminate tension or discord or resistance, MI is the most indicated approach. It's mm -hmm. going to be the most effective. So in a relationship, if you're trying to remove discord or tension, motivation is still that structure is going to be the most effective structure. Mm -hmm. Because I'm not trying to relate to you, all I'm trying to do is reduce that tension, help the individual resolve their ambivalence, and help that person get their behavior in line with their values or their goals. Mm -hmm. So so again, I think that's such a great question because we do talk that MI is not relationship-based, but if we help people remove that discord or that tension between two people, it's going to improve the outcomes of a relationship. Mm -hmm. So so I'll, I'll just leave it there, but that's how I'm trying to untangle the constructs and, and see how those things can genuinely coexist um, and not be in conflict with each other. Because I can see, it's just a great question because I can see how they can see seeing potentially conflictual. Mm -hmm. or, or well, and what I think is kind of fascinating with MI and Again, well, I guess maybe it's not MI, it's part of the, the constructs of MI. Again, if someone's truly listening to you, if someone's trying to see the world through your eyes, what naturally happens as a byproduct of that? You feel more connected to them. Whether that's actually a connection there or not, you just naturally feel more connected. So again, I could see how it's not MI isn't relationship, but that does feed into kind of building a connection and a relationship when you feel heard and understood. Right. Well, and another component to what we're talking about, too, is do you use all of MI or do you use pieces yes. of MI or do you kind of pop in and out of pieces of MI? Like, those are three different things just right there. Am I mm -hmm. going to use full-on a lot of you-know, you-realize statements yep. and make it all about you? If, and sometimes I have personally done that with friends that are making job decisions and it's very authentic and conversational because I'm really trying to embody what this is like, right? Yeah. right. There's times where full-on MI is, is helpful and sometimes there's times for people to ask, hey, would you mind just walking me through and helping me? And yeah. then you can provide that gift for someone to help them be who they really want to be. Then there's those times where you might use 
just components of it where you're at a social gathering yep. and you might go like, I, I want to relate to people. I yep. want to self-disclose. Right. I want to share a part of me and you share a part of you mm -hmm. and us, us connect in that way, which is a different way yeah. than feeling connected through empathy per se. Mm -hmm. But it's Which is great way. and it's not motivational. Review. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And it, and it should be a month. And yeah. then, then I might shift back or I might have started with, I'm just really going to kind of get a lay of, of where people are at. And, People like to, generally, we like to talk about ourselves. Yeah. So I'm going to use some empathy mm -hmm. in this social setting to build a sense of, of connection for people to feel that I may or may not relate. As soon as I relate, I definitely pop out of what MI is more about, but you're being mindful of your communication. Right. If a, like an issue pops up, then you want to start getting into more of a behavior change type conversation or something, yeah. then you're now shifting to full MI, which definitely doesn't have as much or any self-disclosure. And so it's just this level of how aware are you and what are your intentions? And mm -hmm. if your intentions are to connect, there's more than one right way. It's, really yeah. it's so funny that you said that you wrapped up with there's more than one right way because that, you know me, my brain goes to pictures. And right, what you were talking about right before you said there's more than one, one right way is you can go on a, a wonderful you know, drive with your spouse or partner. You can go on a bike ride. You can get on a plane together. You can go on a bus together. You can Uber from different places and meet somewhere. There's so many right ways to do it. And I'm not saying one's more right or less right, but there's a rationale or a reasoning behind it. So just so thinking, I can see how people would think, God, you shift gears a lot in your brain. Like, how do you know what you're doing or why you're doing it? It's like, but it's not, there just isn't an intentionality. It's like, mm -hmm. yeah, we could rent a car, but why don't we just Uber? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just going to be a little less complex yeah, to do yeah. that. Yeah. Um, is there anything wrong with renting the car? There's nothing wrong with renting the car. Mm -hmm. I mean, that, that's a, a way to do it as well, too. And I think to make it more practical about, you know, why we use it in different situations and is there conflict with it, it's just there's genuinely more than one right way. And it's not like, oh, you really should use DMI with your spouse there. I don't know why you didn't do that. It's just not what it's about. It really is whatever makes the most sense to you. And the more knowledge and the more skills that you have access to in anything, the higher the likelihood you're going to get better outcomes depending on what the circumstance of the situation. So for me, fundamentally, when it comes to communication, the more options, the more skills, the more tools you have in your tool belt for communication, the more effective your outcomes are going to be regardless of what method you take, the more you understand the core constructs. Which is what the evidence bears out too when you get into motivational interviewing evidence. You, you take MI, which was developed as a pre-treatment to other therapies or other interventions, and that's your foundation, and then you add other things to it, there's that much more of a likelihood you're going to improve outcomes. So that outcome might be something of a connection and a help with your, your spouse in some way, right? right. Yeah. And, and so that doesn't mean that there's no place for self-disclosure. It just means that you might do that after you've done more full-on MI. Right. For example, pairing MI as a foundation with nonviolent communication could be powerful. Right. This is much more, the latter is much more self-disclosure and a lot more I, but that might not resonate early on for someone that's in a different stage of change as we've talked about another. So it's really this ability and this intention of and skill set of how am I being with people? But the simplicity of it is, if you're not getting resistance and you're, you're, you're living the life that you want to live, great. But if you want more connection or you want to contribute in a different way, mm -hmm. MI is simply a construct and a way of being, a way of seeing, a way of communicating right. that can help inform how you are in the world with other people, mm -hmm. be it relationships or be it professional. Exactly, and I think this word goes back to, that's why I like this question so well, is 
when you understand that basic construct, you're not relating if you're using motivational interviewing. And of course, if it's people we love, if it's our children, our family, friends, whatever, spouses, we do love and we do have connection yeah. there. Yeah. And there are moments in time where our relationship can actually be the source of where the tension's coming from, the problem. Mm -hmm. So if we learn to, when do I want to be relationship-based, and when is it really not in either one of our best interests to make this purely relationship-based? And, and, and I think part of what I like about this concept is that it is so non-traditional from the way we've been trained. From our mainstream American culture, it's, we're, there's so much enmeshment and codependency, and if you love me, you'll do it this way, and you know, I thought you said you loved me, or you know, we said we were gonna do this with our parenting, we said we were gonna do this with our finances, and it just tends to be the source, and then it's a matter of love and relationship-based, and that's where the pain and the tension come in a relationship. And if we have at least one method mm -hmm. or way of navigating it that, that um, kind of takes the pressure off that, since that is the forefront of most relationship, if we can take some pressure off in certain topics or conversations, why wouldn't we want that? So, so these are all the ways that my, why we started moving towards yeah. this. And, and as we're wrapping up, it's, it's also because there's just not a lot out there. There's, there's things like the One Love Foundation for anyone that it taps into everything you were just talking about around healthy or unhealthy relationships and we, mm -hmm. we use components of that when we do our relationship classes. We're speaking to similar concepts, but then there's always this, well, what do I do with all that then? And just because you're being compassionate doesn't necessarily mean you're being as effective or efficient as you can be with that compassion. So right. am I simply shaping, again, that compassion of how you are being healthy with people right. in one way or another? Right. Awesome. Great. Well, thank you guys for answering. Thank you for asking. Thanks for the question. Yes, feel free to send any questions our way, and we will obviously answer it on the podcast. And um, make sure to tune in for our other podcasts, and hopefully you are finding that we are providing the communication solution that is truly changing your world. Thanks. Thank you. Bye.